don't hear Valerie anymore. She didn't bring help, we know that much. Either she's dead, too. Or you think she's in with that guy? I can't believe that. Kind of an extreme reaction to not being invited to the party, wouldn't you say? When she called down before, when Jackie... I don't know what to think. God, that was so horrible. What happened to her? I can't stop thinking about it. Well, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Oh, God. Maybe Diane went to get help. If we ever get through... So, some um, some good news. Checking yep. the Podbean stats. Oh yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street has had eight views already, and that's less than a week. Oh wow, well, that's and good. That, that's good for us. Like we we barely hit double figures, but it is what it is. You know, very that's cool. Um, Freddy versus Jason is a little bit lower, but yeah, I, the fact that Nightmare on Elm Street has only been out four days. Oh. Yes, Sunday. Yeah, four days. I'm I'm very happy with that. That's very happy really good. with that. For eight views, so yeah, oh, nice. Um, I wonder if I can just quickly see the. So our highest viewed one is the first one, Scream Five at twenty three views. It's because we did that reasons. just after the film came out. Yeah, that was twenty three twenty three downloads. Sorry, they're not views. Twenty three downloads. Downloads. So downloads. Ah. I guess that kind of counts as clicking it on spotify or anything rather than downloading it but the the first though scream scream one to four franchise ghostface versus leatherface texas chainsaw and top five countdowns are all above 10 views each oh nice so uh where to start with the horror movie genre has 17 that was a good one that's a good one and then the next best one is a nightmare on elm street so yeah oh nice yeah we're they're quite consistent to be fair like but for the small podcast we are, it's better than zero. Good. If it was like zero, exactly. zero, one, then maybe two, yeah. then zero, zero, like, we'd be thinking, right, we've got to do something. Mm. We're not reaching any, not even anyone right now. Yeah, it's so, one of those things, like, something has to change. Something does, yeah. But I think, no, a little bit of consistency right now. We're, we're doing well. We're doing well. Oh, and I'm very excited for today's oh, I am film. as well. I'm not even going to do any preamble. Um, because we're talking about slumber. Sorry. Yes. One thing I. Uh. Welcome back to the Dreadcast, folks. This is episode Hello. sixteen. We're talking about the slumber party yes. massacre. First thing, before I'm going to interrupt you right now. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there was a the in the title. See, that's interesting because I almost messaged you yeah. when I because I've only I've only seen the film just before we I finished it probably about. 20 minutes ago but you have seen it before right i have seen it before but it was it was long ago i'd seen it so i kind of knew roughly what occurred in it but then it was Mm. again it's all the smaller bits that i missed that i now catch that i quite like catching and i almost text you because i went on shudder yeah and i typed in slumber party massacre yeah and it brought two of them up and i looked at it going which one is it? And I sat there going, oh, if, if I watch one of them, 
And then we get to the film and it's like, so the film starts in 2022 and it's like, no, it's 1982. It's like, yes, we watched the wrong film. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, that kind of got swept under the rug, the new... Um... Yeah, it was it was it was a uh, it was a film was it? it wasn't a tv series it was a, it was a film yeah it was a complete it was a reimagining of the 1982 version that was it as if it was set in 2022 or something actually it came out this year then didn't it yeah because there was there oh, were, wow. there's been a couple of things that have been quite Quiet. very quietly released um and have failed miserably in the horror world um as far as like remakes which i, I couldn't remember if summer party massacre was a tv series or film and the night last uh, I know, year i know what you did last summer got remade as a tv mm. series so i was getting the two confused there and that that failed miserably but um yeah the original the original slumber party the slumber party massacre the. this is one of my favorite slashes this is one mm. of the most in my opinion the most underrated slashes of the 80s if it you've definitely never seen, is it it's non-stop it's so good it's really good and it's interesting because it was designed to actually be a farce of slashes. Mm. When I can't remember who wrote it, I will get all these details. So written by Rita Mae Brown. There we go. It was designed to be a parody of the slasher films at the time. Mm. But when they came to make it, they went, you know what? Let's actually make it as a slasher film, but we'll leave in all the humor. So that's why it's sort of a a horror comedy in a way there are some really yeah. really goofy moments in this film which are quite funny i must admit i have countless notes of just such daft things that happened in this film i wouldn't I, there are i personally didn't find them the, the the comedic moments made for comedic purposes they were like you said a bit goofy moments that made you go made you feel a bit <laughs> oh that was a bit i found dumb. them funny because of the cheese that they yeah. provided rather the cheese than factor was high rather than the script was written with intentional comedic like parts in it like like a yeah. horror comedy it, it wasn't like that but there are no. comedic parts to it that are kind of kind of subtle i i think the main one is if you look at the if you look at the poster for the summer party massacre it's clearly very obvious oh. that there were it's a huge it's just a huge dick joke and that when you a, look at it that is a great shot in the film which I, it is right we're getting excited oh good right i'm tom this is t this is drag this is episode 16 this is the slumber party massacre that it we're just gonna get straight into it because it's an amazing film it now is. your phallic shot <laughs> the poster the poster you mentioned that is a great shot it's one of my favorite shots in the film it's not my favorite shot but it's one of my favorite shots mm. Um, yeah. I think we may have the f most the same favorite shot. I'd like to hope we do the favorite scene. I think it is. Yeah, I believe it is that. I took a note on that particular yeah. scene, but the just because it's you don't you, you would never see that in a slasher film. No, other than the Slumber Party Massacre. So, quick, we're not like the other films. We're not going to go through the whole synopsis throughout the whole film. No. But the, it's very simple. It is. This oh, film really doesn't waste is. any time. It is as straightforward as. A mass murderer has escaped prison. Yep. He's murdered. That's about people. it. <laughs> it is pretty much. And, and what I liked about this is they're they're not they don't usually in horror films, especially with the slashes of the time, they would build up to revealing. 
oh, who it was. You so know who with he is. Freddy Krueger, you know who it is, but <laughs> yeah. they were very coy with not showing his face too much. Michael Myers, you know who he is, but you never see his face. Same with Jason Voorhees, you know who he is, you never see his face. This film, they're just like, it's this dude, he's killed a load of people, he's escaped, there's his yeah. face, there's your killer, off we go. His name's Russ Fawn. You see it in the Russ paper. Mm. You see it in the paper right at the beginning. So within like the first five minutes, you know his name, you see his face. Um, he's already at the school, the the yeah the school in question where we meet our, our young girls, <laughs> which I'll get to in a minute about quote unquote young girls. Yes, they're, um, they're not teenagers. Oh my God, this, is, this film has the big case of these women are late 20s playing teenagers. <laughs> yeah. And it's so obvious. There was what I found that was very amusing was it's when Trish Trish is the main Trish is our final I, I don't know she's not really yeah one of the final girls I would yeah, say in Trish this film. is one of the final yeah and it's when she's talking to her it's when her mum calls her and she goes are you ready yet she's like yes mum and you're looking at her going you're in your like your mid twenties yep you're you're it's so obvious you're not a teenager. Yeah, and they all are. They're all like that. They're, they're... So, so, so the main, the main um, group of girls that are having a slumber party. I think there's three it's, of them. Yeah. One of them isn't invited. Uh, there's a little. I think there's tiff. four of them actually. As, oh, sorry, you're right. There are four. Yeah, uh, there's one, four. Two, three. Yes. So you've got Jackie, Trish, Diane, and Kim, I believe ooh. is it Kim? Kim. Yes, Kim. Yes, and like another Kim. Yes. girl slash woman who wasn't invited. She Bow. is currently looking after her younger sister, uh, Courtney. Courtney, who is a horrible actress. Horrible actress. <laughs> I thought, yeah, out of the, the bunch, she, was, uh, she wasn't great. And it no. is as simple as we said, this mass murderer has escaped from prison, Mr. Russ Fawn. There is a slumber party happening, and yep. he He's goes there. on a rampage. That's, that's he, literally He crashes it. the party. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's... That's pretty much, like you said, the film in a nutshell. And it's great because you you go into this film. I mean, there's even no intro scene to this film. No. I thought there was. The film loads up and it's got this great sort of creepy synth music going on. And it literally just says, the Slumber Party Massacre, here we go, let's go. I did like the fact that when you hear the intro... It's got that grainy, you know, oh, what was it? Cinemas back in the day when it was on the projectors and if dirt got in them, you'd hear that, that crunchy yeah, noise. Yeah, the sc- scratching, crackling sounds the from the projectors. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will get on to audio in a minute because there was a bit that I noticed about this film that I didn't notice the first time and it, it did bug me a little bit, but I think that's just a sign of the times. But it was so nice to hear that grainy noise because it yeah. made me feel like, I mean, I wasn't alive in the 80s, but to anyone who was, they'd be like, oh, I remember that sound. This is such a you know, nice little nostalgia trip for you there. It's also not a long film. I noticed nope. this. I counted the film. It's only an hour and 13. It's shorter than Friday the 13th. Yeah. And that goes hand in hand with it, the fact it doesn't waste any time. Uh, no. it, you get your first kill in the first five minutes. Our killer ends up at the school. You don't know why. Yeah. You don't, he just... He just ends up there. Um, I I don't know if it's a student or if it's a young girl who's friends with the students. She's she's doing some sort of uh, electrical. Oh, work. the repair. The yeah, she's repair. The phone repair woman. That's it. And uh, she she 
she bites it. She gets it. Uh, she gets killed um, by yeah. our killer in question in Pretty. the back of this repair van, which is where he finds his uh, his lovely weapon of choice. Which yes, back then, cordless tools must have been quite a rare thing to find. Oh yeah, they would have been I mean, super expensive as and well. super expensive. Yeah, this cordless it's not a pneumatic drill. It's a it's an industrial power drill. Probably for going through like cinder blocks, like uh, through through actual girder walls. Yeah, it's it's a heavy duty it's, piece of kit. Yeah, it's what our electrical repair people would use to you know maybe feed cables through walls, and Ooh, that's yeah. what he uses to kill his first victim. And I don't know if he takes the clothes as well, because I think she was wearing denim, double denim, uh, and he ends up wearing no. double denim. He's wearing. Is he wearing in that it? shot in particular? He's wearing it, I believe, at the same okay. time. Yeah. I did notice that that was my thought. It was like, there's a, to be fair, it is set in the eighties and denim was in, in the eighties. So a lot of these characters, well, actually no. Double denim back. was eight in, in the eighties. <laughs> double, <laughs> double denim was in the eighties. Actually, I think they're the, the phone repair woman and the driller killer. I believe he becomes known as that might be in part the second sequel. No, 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 no. Was it not? There is that not him? Are you aware of the film, the driller killer? I've got it wrong then. It's oh, fine. Okay. Because when I first heard about this film and I was told, oh, that this is Slasher. Oh. His, his choice of weapon is a big uh, industrial drill. You know, he's like a driller killer. I My my response was, wait, no, I've, are you sure this is the right film? Because I've seen the driller killer. The driller killer is a classic. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's trauma, but it's a classic, um, very, is... very graphic beam movie. Um, I think it was before Summer Party. I might be wrong. Was, yeah, way wrong. before. It was 1979. Yeah, yeah it's... A, it's I think it. it may have been bad. It, it, it's on that list. Oh, of really, There you go. It's on that list of really extreme um, slasher killer films. Mm. But it just so happens our killer in question has a drill as well. Oh, okay. So, so we can still call him the driller killer. He kills with a drill, for God's sake. He does. He, I mean, he does it spectacularly well. And again, it falls in line with slashes of the 80s because apart from one kill in this film, again, you never see the actual moment the characters die. It's It seemed to be a thing of the 80s. Mm. They'd imply they're about to die, except for... Uh, it's one of the lads. I can't remember his name. It's when he runs to Val's house, and that's the only death in this film that you see you actually see the kill happening mm. the rest of them to be fair i mean you can kind of get away with it with a knife because it's easily you know you get a fake knife a lot of blood packets yeah. it's easy to fake but obviously with a giant power drill that's really tricky unless you have a great special effects team and a you know a very realistic looking dummy which back in the 80s they didn't really let's be honest they didn't Sorry, just taking a swig of beer to get through this. Um, I, I, do, I do have a note, and I picked this. There was two moments that I really thought were interesting. Mm. Actually, I'll take it back to the... What I've noticed throughout this film is the audio in this is... It's very... Oh, yeah, you are going to mention that. Well, that's not what I was going to mention. I'll mention that in a second. Mm. But this film is different to, I feel, a lot of other slashes because they would play some very, you know, very intense music. So build up the tension, something creepy is going on. 
and then it cuts dead. It stops, and then it's there's no sound after that apart from them talking. Yeah, and then it, it does it. It's a bit of a weird sort of chop starting and stopping. And I, because some slasher films, once a tense moment is happening, and it's especially like the second half, you know, getting into the final stages, yeah, they keep that music going because they've got to keep building up the tension. But with this film, it was a case of, oh, dude's been killed, and stop the music, all quiet. You're like, oh, okay, we're back to normal. That's fine. Yeah, the music is not really used. Um, no, shall we say to it's... enhance? Oh, the killer is around the corner or something mm. mysterious is happening i think or there's a sound happening outside it's not yeah it's not really it's more used for the yeah. shock value i think at the start of the film i counted about maybe three different types of music being played during the the guy delivering the post there's three different sets of music and i'm like this guy the the, the music team on this were like oh, the people we've got a, we've got we've got some we've got some freedom here we're gonna mm. we're gonna go for it and one of them in particular it reminded me it was reminding me of a video game noise that I'd heard. It's mm. annoying because I couldn't place it. The closest thing I got was when, if you play the Sonic games, the original mm. back in the, the the 90s, it's when he's drowning and you get that really quick... drowning sound is incredible. I love the Sonic drowning sound. And to me, it sounded like that mixed with a bit of Jaws, which obviously had come out a few years before. Yeah, And I was like, this is a great... I like that whole music thing. I thought it was fantastic. But the audio I wanted to mention, and I wonder if you picked up on this as well, mm-hmm. was there's a lot of harsh clipping with the S sounds in this film. It's, okay. That is my dog barking, if you're wondering. <laughs> I don't know if it picked up. Probably not. And especially when a lot of characters speak, when they say the S words, it's very clippy. It's very harsh. There's a lot of the really? sort of... I didn't yes, I think if you were, if you're not looking, listening for it, you won't yeah. notice it. But the problem I had is once I'd noticed it, oh, I kept picking it up, and I was getting to the point. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening so often, it's driving me up the wall. But yeah, again, I know, I know something like that when I'm recording, I'm editing the podcast. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. But there, oh, there was actually a great moment when it's the it's the thunderstorm near the end. Yeah. You see the flash of lightning and then you get this like one to two second clip of the start of a thunderclap and it cuts and then it plays again. And I was like, oh, oh no. someone edited that in the wrong place and they stuck it in twice. So it goes You're like, oh, oh no. That's someone who uh, who was who was doing their uh, their sound effects uh, in the editing room at, at, at yeah. 10 to 5 p- 10 to 5 p.m. and needs to what? get out on a Friday night. <laughs> yep it's like i gotta go and yeah. then they've looked and gone did i do that i'm sure i did yeah let's keep going so i i actually took i took a lot a lot more notes than i thought i i would have done and i think it's yeah I did similar well. to what we i can't remember what film we were talking about it was it was the last couple of films and it, we, we were discussing how we took we both took more notes because it was stuff we'd missed i think it was in friday the 13th films stuff we oh, yes we, i believe it was uh, stuff, we knew the film we, whatever film was in question we knew it quite well but there was stuff we had kind of missed and then started to pick up on while re-watching i can't yeah, remember I'm what film we street. were talking it might be that it might have been last it might week, have been a nightmare on elm street because i'm fairly yeah. certain i think it, it could probably, have been. to be fair 
we're rewatching a lot of our the films that we used to growing up, so we're we're probably going to catch a load of things that we didn't beforehand anyway. Yes, yeah. So there you go. But the right at the beginning, so when we're at the school and you're getting introduced yeah. to the girls, they're they're playing they're playing basketball in a gym lesson, and I I love the fact because it's the early eighties. This is before. This is before basketball has really hit what it is now. You know, oh yeah, it, it's very flashy. It's very. It's all about the professional. Look. These girls are playing the most fundamental basketball game ever. It's yeah. dribble, dribble, stop, pass, dribble, dribble, stop, pass. It reminds me a bit most, of netball. It quite netball, but I mean, this is not not you know. Doesn't it's matter who's netball, it, it. It doesn't matter if they were women or men or whoever playing no. it. It's the fact it's of the time, and I love that they're they're playing just the fundamentals. They're not doing anything yeah. flashy. They're not trying sick layups. They're dribble, dribble, block, pass, dribble, dribble, pass. Yeah, yeah. I'm open. It, it was so basic. I love. I only love it because I I used to play basketball. I'm I'm sitting here in a jersey right now. That's true. I'm a big basketball fan, and I just it's nothing to do really with the film, but it was a little thing I picked up on that I just loved. <laughs> and this I... is before they all get horribly murdered. Yeah, it is. It's also before a a really funny scene. Again, well, not a funny it's scene, a bit of a cheese. It is in the shower. It, I now I, I'm not gonna lie. I first saw this film when I was a teenager, so you can imagine oh. my. Yeah, I took great satisfaction in watching this film when I was a teenager. Did you see boobs and, within the first ten minutes. I oh, know it's great. You get you get boobs and you get butt in the first ten minutes. It's fantastic, and you get the first death in the first ten minutes. So you know it's yeah. It what more could you ask for? Any time this film no it just goes and i it, this is the, i think this is one of the first instances of a sign on times now i'm gonna now you do have to keep in mind though this was directed by amy holden jones mm-hmm. and she actually got a quite a lot of backlash for this film because in a way it's kind they sort of labeled it as an exploitation film at the time it's really not it's it is a slasher film it's just got a lot it's of the not. The nudity gore mm. that a lot of the eighties had, and she she really went ham at the people who accused her, and she said, "Well, you know, a lot of these male directors, like she listed off a load, mm. could make a film like this, and people would not bat an eyelid mm. because they'd be like, yeah, okay." But she says, "When a woman did it, I got so much backlash for being a hypocrite," and I sat there and was like, "She's got a point, actually. I mean." It doesn't really matter if you're a man or woman directing a film. If you want to make a film like the Summer Party Massacre, just go for it. You know, put whatever you want in it. It's your film. Yeah, completely. And but, I mean, you also the, the the shots of you know the boob shots. It is only at the beginning. There's a few more later down the line. Are there? Oh, the gym, wait, in the when car they're changing. No, well, they get changed yeah. in the house. But oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's quite a few. Yeah, there are quite a few. Yeah. And in the car scene, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, I forgot about that. The the first bit, like I said, the first bit of cheese that not cheese. I mean, let's be honest, it's it's a great shot whether you, you know, you want to admit it or not. It's there. They're having this. They're all in the shower. You know, they're all having a you know a joke with each other, talking about the game, etc. And we get to Trish, and it's just this slow mo pan down to her butt. And I just oh remember taking God, a note going, changing, it's, a st- yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's just a slow-mo butt crack shot. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't need to be in there, but no. all right, I'll take it. Yeah, it is one of those shots where, you, like you said, it doesn't need to be in there. You, No. It, 
it's there for the sake of being there it is kind of just there for the sake of being there and it is what it is okay it is what it is oh yeah i i did like that they also picked up on the this is also where i think when you're watching this film there are kind of two subs there are two subplots yes subplots that's the word subplots Mm. going on and they kind of this is where they sort of divulge so obviously Trish says, you know, I'm going to have a girls' party, slumber party. And Val is the new girl. Divulge so she hasn't divert. been there long. Divert, not divulge. I was just, I was just thinking. <laughs> yes, it's divert. They, they, they divert. I'm so sorry. To... Yes, they divert. Yes. And Trish thinks, you know, I'm going to invite the new girl. It'd be great. And of course, yeah. I can't remember who it is. It's the blonde girl. Him. Basically says, I don't want her to come. She's a bit of a bitch yeah. in a certain words. And of course, Val hears this and goes, oh, well, I don't want to come along then. So this is where like the stories, I almost mm. said divulge there, divert. <laughs> so you have the slumber party crew that are, you know, at Trisha's and you have Val who then goes on to look after her sister, Courtney. Horrible By letting actress. her read Playgirl. Horrible actress. Mm. It is play. Now. It is, yes. Let's, let's divulge, shall we, to this side story. Um, of Val, yeah, I'm going with it now. <laughs> okay. um, so Valerie looking after Courtney now. Courtney, is she, is it a playgirl? She's really not a playboy. It is. It's playgirl uh, because when she's talking about boys, Courtney, isn't she? In her room for, Courtney's in a room, yeah. And Val goes up to talk to her, and she takes the Playgirl magazine off her. And yeah. I know that because they then flip to a page in the Playgirl, and it's some dude with her, some dude dude with her. It's some dude with his butt out. And yeah, they're, re- they're listing off, like, Jack is a gardener, he's nice and strong, and uh, check out his, uh, his pole. <laughs> or something to that degree. Which you would not find in Playboy, you'd only find that, obviously, in Playgirl. We were saying earlier about how horrible the age of this casting is. The casting isn't too bad itself, if they were I meant know. to be women. It's the fact that Valerie looked mid to late She's 20s. She's very, yes. Courtney looks... Late, late teens, teens, early twenties, at the max, late teens. Yeah, but she acts like an early teen, major. I think that that may have been intentional because I think she was supposed to be that kind of mm. that brat. Oh, she and very much is. Yeah, she's very much a brat. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a very odd scene in it. I I remember this scene now. I clearly had forgotten it at the time, and it's when she calls up a friend. And she's reading this playgirl, and she goes, oh, yeah, my sister Val. Yeah, she told me about this thing called French kissing, and then I did this yeah. with a dude, and his slimy tongue went in my... I was like, oh, I, I don't was, need you to describe it, it to me. It was gross. It was all <laughs> slimy down my throat. Oh, my God. He tickled my tonsils. And you're just like, I again, it doesn't need to be in the film. No. But when I watched it, I'm like, it just, again, you would only find it in a film called The Slumber Party Massacre. Well, she it would only yeah. appear in something like this. And as weird as it was, it was great as well. Anyway, now um, oh, oh. sticking with the sticking with the teens theme that mm. we've got going on here. Mm. This film was a bit different. Well, actually, no, it wasn't different. It kind of still continued on the trend of the teens aren't as thick as a bag of bricks 
Mm. I noted oh. that down. Yeah. I noted. I they're, noticed that. Yeah. We'll call them teens because in the film yeah. they're supposed to be teens. And the girls in this, yeah, <laughs> the girls in this film are actually very clever, and I actually I really enjoyed them. I not yeah. sorry, not the right word. I really enjoyed them. <laughs> well, I, I mean, bet you did. I bet you did. Me, uh, you know, teenage yeah. me enjoyed you know pausing this film every now and then. Yes. But I really liked their characters. They were. And it was great because they were likable characters. They didn't have much like backstory, but no one really they, had the backstory in this film. No, not really. I mean, the killer had the biggest backstory of a lot of them. Yeah, and that is but not saying much. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't completely as thick as a bag of bricks. That you no. just just went. I hope I know you're going to die, and I don't care. With this lot, I was like, oh. I don't want you to die, but I know some of you are going to. Mm -hmm. Sacrifices will be made. Exactly. And there are some great death scenes. I have, well, great post-death scenes, shall we say. Yes, which I think we can get to a list of death scenes soon. Oh, yes. Because there's some good ones. Were you saying that? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I also noted that a lot of the... Uh, the job professions in this film are again mm. played by women. So you have yeah. the coach who was uh, coach. Uh, I can't remember her name. Let's call her coach. We'll call her coach. She was coaching the women's basketball. She was a woman. And then of course we had the phone repair woman who was yep. also a woman. We then had the lady working on the coach's house. And I was like, this is very cool because usually in these type of 80s films, you probably have the man teaching the girls basketball team. It would, of course, have been a phone repairman and, of course, some sort of carpenter bloke. But no, they, this is they turned early out 80s. His head. It's great. It for early, early 80s, 80s, it's a really surprising thing to see. Yeah, I really liked it. We're talking about the how they're not fucking idiots. They're not complete idiots. No. And they're not so. Well, and they're, they're kind they of get a bit, They get a bit stupid later in the film, but. Yeah. We'll, get to that. well, it's the. So, Couple of things. I want to go back to the killer at the beginning of the film, but while oh, we're yeah. at the ki- kids, uh, when the slumber party is ha- so we've discussed Valerie and Courtney, one house doing whatever. The slumber yep. party is happening, and across two the across the street, two young guys, friends of the girls, but they're trying to sne- they're trying to sneak up on them around the house and look through the window and peer on them. Ooh, look at the hot girls. I believe it's when- Je- yes, Jeff and John. No, Jeff and Neil. Sorry. When they eventually um, get into the house and start just hanging out with the girls there uh, and when when the killings start happening when 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 they they mm. realize shit's hitting the fam they are not your douchebag masculine over masculine oh. guys they are they're scared as well uh, but they're oh, still yeah. trying to do all they can to save the girls and try and get help they're, and that but they uh what's the best way is that they show their weakness they're vulnerable which you don't get yeah, a lot they really that. are and i like that they're Exactly. They don't have that hyped up masculinity, which is, no. it's right. I'm here. I'll I'm take care of him, girls. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, if I go outside this house, I'm going to die. But yeah. if we send the girls outside the house, they, well, to them, their rationing is if we go outside the house, I mean, there's a great little bit of dialogue between the two lads. And I believe it's Neil says to Jeff, he says, look, you go out one door, I'll go out the other. At least that way, one of us will survive. Yes. And I must admit, I was like, not the kind of thing you want to have a chat about 
but it's like you just said, it shows that they're sitting there going, not thinking, I'm going to go outside this house, I'm going to find this dude, I'm going to, you know, bash his brains in. Yeah. It's one of us, there's a 50-50 chance one of us is going to die. And they are, they're quite scared about it. But they, they know are. that at least if they go out, they could survive because they might be able to fight the, the killer off. But mm. if they send the ladies out, they're thinking they probably will just die. Which, of course, yeah, when we get down oh. the, the later end, there's a great, great scene with a lot of screaming and crying that I, I had to take a note on. <laughs> it's well, so horribly out of sync and post-production recorded, it's just great. <laughs> as, as far as killings go and our killer, I love the... What did, how did I note this down? Here we go. This is how I noted it down. Within the first 15 minutes, not even yep. a whiff of who's the killer or who might be the killer. You know who the killer is. You see his face. You see him oh, running yeah. around. Because um, one of the girl's friends after their basketball game, uh, she forgets something at school and she has to go back and get it. Of course, yeah, she's left on right. her own at school while the killer is still there. And he's chasing her. Uh, there's a little chase ensues and he kills her. But during hmm. the chase, she is hidden at one point and the camera is following him. Not from like... Ooh. Um, just yeah. behind over the shoulder you you get full shot of him and his face you oh, know yeah. who the kid is but the problem with that and it's a, it's a it's a minor problem fake outs that you'll get throughout the film oh of, yeah yeah what, what's that sound and then a, 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 a hand appears through the darkness yep yeah, yeah. But you've just seen the killer in another building and it, it, it kind of ruins the fake out a bit where you you know it's not him yeah, it's, there's a moment in the, there's a, well, actually, there's an interesting line in the film. It's, I believe it's only, who is it? It's Trish and I can't remember the girl's name. Um, Which one? Oh, it's Kim. Trish and Kim. Kim's the, Kim, Kim's yes, the, the blonde of. one. Yeah. The blonde one. And Val's come looking for them, even though she got a phone call from the coach and she's like, well, you know what? They were kind of a bit of, you know, the little bit bitchy towards me. I don't really want to go around their house. And then as she hangs up the phone, she goes, but let me know if I can do anything to help you. And it's like, well, you could go around and, you know, check you the house. go around and check up, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's when they hear Val knocking on the door. Oh, no, Val's inside the house and the killer's inside the house. And there's just this dialogue that's like, yeah, but, but what if they're friends? They might be in it together. And you again, it's because we know who the killer is. You're just yes, like, that, was a that good line, line doesn't have any weight now. Because it's you know that the whole well, time Val's know. been in her. Well, we know the whole time yeah. that Val has been in her house. So if we didn't know who the killer was, if they kept it a mystery up to that mm. point, you could have thought, well, actually, is all this interaction with Courtney has that all happened way earlier in the night? Yeah, and this is yeah. you know time jumping and whatnot. It's it's like a a step missed for the audience. Uh, whereas, like you said, yeah. we know the clear is we know the Valerie's not involved, but they don't the the act yeah. the, the characters, which I quite like. Like you, that line you, you brought up that they say, "Is she involved?" They're thinking. Mm. They're they're smart. They're yeah. thinking about what's going on. Like, is she involved? They're trying to. Yeah, they're trying you to involved? reason. Who are you involved? Mm. Like, what's going on? I loved, I loved it. They just looked at each other. It could be you. Oh, stop me! It's definitely you. It's like, oh, okay. It's both of us. <laughs> I felt, I felt really bad for Val in this entire film. She's being being the new kid in a school. Yeah. 
it's really it's horrible enough. You've got no friends. You don't know what you're doing. And, you know, I mean, Trish was Trish was kind of nice. Trish was trying to be nice to her. But then obviously Kim was like, no, I'm not having that. Get real. And throughout the whole film, I just felt bad for her because she wasn't invited to the slumber party. She got called a teacher's pet. She had all these, you know, she had Kim really having a go at her in the the locker room. Her sister's a bit of a, bit of a, you know, grumpy guts to her. And you're just like, you know what, just Val, just sit down, get your your Kool-Aid with way too much sugar in it. Oh she pours God, that. She pours that bad again, and I was that's like, how "You are going to have a heart attack." It's how like, they drink that's, it. That's not healthy. And yeah. I was like, "You know what? Just just sit down, watch the TV, and just let everything unfold. You'll be fine. You wake up in the morning. You'll be great." But like you said, the I mean, smoke a bit of the Mali Wally. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's such a funny scene. It's like, I'm so sorry I scared you. It's like, I tell you what, you smoke that weed and don't tell her I scared. Don't tell your parents I scared you, and I'll forget the weed. Yeah, okay, good idea. Yeah, great deal. Who 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 is that guy again? Is he a name? name? I think it's Mr. Content. It's a really odd name. Yeah, but I believe is he a neighbor? David Cont. Oh, it's Content. Content. He's the neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. So a neighbor is kind of just checking up on them because. Uh, the slumber, well, basically, the slumber party is happening while Trish, Trish's house, I believe, yes. Trish's house, Trish's house is away. Trish's parents have left. They they've gone away the for the weekend. Left. The house is gone. He, uh, her parents went at the beginning of the film, which is the pretext is the precursor to the the slumber party happening. Basically, that's what yeah. sets up the slumber party. She's got a free house, but she should have known there was a kid on the loose. So it's really all this is her fault. Really, well, can we say no. that? Can we she say that all know. this is her fault? Well, she should know. She should know because that would be big news. But I yeah. believe it's at the start of the. It is at the start of the film where Trish is woken up. She's getting changed, and she turns the radio on. Mm-hmm. But I think she leaves just before they mention the fact the killer's on the loose. Although to yeah. be fair, the fact that this dude was in, you know, a mental prison, and has escaped, you would think that most people were like, "Oh shit, this he's is out. big news," especially if it's a small cool. town. Oh yeah, it's not Especially really established where this is. It's I think it's implied it's Hollywood because there's a lot of references to killers in Hollywood. Okay. Okay. So I mean, it's somewhere with palm trees. It could yeah. be in Haddonfield because Haddonfield's got palm trees as well. Ugh. Damn. And well, that was one of my notes. It's ha- yes, Haddonfield when, uh, in Illinois, which is actually California <laughs> with palm trees. Oh, it's yeah. Coach Jana. That was her name, Coach Jana. Coach Jana. And it's I can't remember her name. It's the the girl with the the Freddy Krueger type T-shirt, and it's when she's walking down the alleyway, and you get the mm. first again, you get the first person fake out, where the person's walking up behind her, mm. and to me at that very point in time, like it felt like they were kind of influenced by Halloween here, mm. with the the first person walking shots and the killer acting in broad daylight, because most of it again he's an unusual slasher because. Some of his kills occur in the daytime and the nighttime, where a lot of like, you know, slash films or horror films always take place at nighttime. Yeah, it's like a lot of their killers are just nocturnal. They're like, I'm going to sleep during the day, kill during the night. You know, sorted. Did we mention? Did I mention his name? I did. I think I mentioned Russ, his name. Russ Form. That's his name. It's yes. It's no. It, it's no anything really. It's it's man with normal man name basically it, there's yeah 
There's nothing really that sets him There's apart. There's nothing special from about being, him. Yeah, being special. Um, well, he he originally when you, I think when you first watched this film, you think he's the silent killer type because he mm. doesn't say anything. He does yeah. speak at the end, but <laughs> he's crazy. He, he likes to he likes to mm a lot. Mm. He's a crazy person. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit I think where he's, he he gets knocked out and he wakes up. He just goes, mm? "Yes," and you're like, "All yeah. right, all right." Then he likes yeah. to he likes to. Mm. And we'll get to that when we discuss the end because the end is yeah. pretty wild. It's pretty. Who did? Do you? Well, well, no, who did Trish remind you of? By the way, the actress. Trish remind me of Michelle Michaels. Who did she remind you of? I want to know if you got if you picked this up. It was only a there's. A couple of people, so the Trish character and the mm. killer kind of reminded me of two other um, actors and actresses. He's the killer did. Re- the killer, the the yeah. actor who played the killer, did remind me of someone, yeah. but I couldn't think who. If I'm honest, I couldn't. So I couldn't. The, go on. The killer, especially in a certain scene, he reminded me of Matthew Broderick from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really. It, there's a there's a particular scene it's near the end and he's yeah. coming downstairs and he looks a certain way and if you were to kind of deep fake matthew broderick's face on him it would slightly match up it might be mm. stretching in a lot of them but it was only in that particular scene that i was like oh okay but michelle michaels her character especially slightly reminded me of sigourney Weaver from alien was it a very the, young was it the big Big permy curly haircut. Yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. can see that. I can see that. Mm. Yeah, it was only in, it was only a certain scene where I believe they're discussing they're discussing something and oh, they're put. He's for some reason she's putting a hot dog on Jeff's face because he's got a black eye from where she punched him. Oh yeah, because she doesn't have a steak. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so she puts basically <laughs> where the boys where the boys turned up to the summer party, uh, they yeah. they goofed around and scared them, uh, but one of them got. Got, got a got. black eye. Yeah. And Which he's like, it's oh, like that's all he got because he almost got stabbed. Yeah. You got a steak and she's, uh, I've, got, I've got hot dogs, frozen hot dogs. So use this <laughs> to, to cool your black eye. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I, I can see that more than Matthew Broderick. But maybe if I go back yeah. and rewatch some certain scenes, it might, might change I'll, my mind. I'll show you the clip. I'll send you yeah. a little clip of it. That might work. Yeah. By the way, I rewatched this on YouTube. Oh, okay. Someone had uploaded so, this on YouTube for free. I'm fairly certain. It, yeah, it's probably been on YouTube for a long time now. Yeah. And it's probably never going to get one of those down, films It's not that, important enough. I've just seen the tagline for this film. That is, oh, that poor pizza. The tagline for this film is, you bring the pizza, I'll bring the drill. And I'm like, oh, that poor pizza guy. Really? God. I didn't know that was the tagline. Because yeah, the, pizza guy, the, tagline. the pizza guy is only in it. Well, I say in it. He's in it for a minute. Well, that's the thing. Oh, I, by the way, I know why my oh, screen you're is getting in pitch dark. black now. It's not so. If I scroll down on IMDb, yeah. you get to that. You get to the nice, like you know, where all the cast is. You scroll up to the top, you get to the main part, which oh, is a... just pure grey. So I'm going to try and stay down here. The other tagline for this film was oh, I got to go dark again. Here we go. Was close your eyes for a second and sleep forever. So I thought that was the tagline, but it's not. The tagline is actually, you bring the pizza, I'll bring the drill. There you go. Some yeah. trivia for you. Does the pizza guy get his... Because it's actually the pizza guy... Um, the pizza guy start, lets, alerts he, them that something's going on. He is the thing that, yeah, alerts them. Um, it, does he have his eyes drilled through? 
Yes. Because he, he, he dies. It's not so much like Which, eyes gouged out. He, he, I think no, they're, they're gone. They're they drilled through. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Which brings to the point the next question. Who said the line, it's your pizza? Because there's no way they wouldn't have heard him screaming through that door if he was having his eyes drilled out, if he was still alive at that point. So how was he standing with the pizza still in hand at the door? See, I, I know how. All right. I've worked it out. It, during the, in the 1980s, in wherever this was filmed, they soundproofed the wazoo out of anything they built. Right? Are you telling me? The van is soundproof to the point of no one can hear anything happening in or out of it. The house they're in is so soundproof that they can scream inside it and no one can hear anything outside it. It's, yeah, that's it's true. Great. That's that, true. Um, yeah. So I reckon potentially... The pizza guy said his line, and then as they were standing by the door counting the money, he was having his eyes, you know, drilled out. I reckon that's that, what it was. It was a loud drill, surely. Oh, yeah. That thing, it, that thing is... It's you would probably be able to hear the outside. Yeah. 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 There you so, go. So I think we have, we're, we're pretty much... I'm going to check checks notes, as the, the kids notes. like to say. I still have... The, oh, do you remember in the film... I asking my co-host, do you remember in the film? You know, that's I great for podcast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Not, not Trish. Not Kim. Not Jackie. The fourth girl. Uh, she has Diane. a Diane. Who uh, this is actually a good segue onto her death, which is like the movie poster. Oh yes. Um so Diane earlier on in the film, I don't know if I don't think there's a boyfriend. It's a guy she's seen. Yeah. John Minor. Big guy, big guy, big guy. Yeah. The, the football player. Yeah, he, he, and again, he's not douchey or really that he's much. He's not. He's a he little turns bit. Up, he's a little bit pushy, but yeah, he turns up. Not at in the party, a. Not a creepy sneak, way. He turns up at the party in this car sneakily, and um, oh god, you just said her name. What was her name? Diane. Diane sneaks out of the party to see him. They start fondly making out. She goes back into the house and says. It's like just wants to go get quote unquote beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, and they're, and they're not stupid. They know why she wants to go. They're not yeah. stupid. It's like, when she no, does no, go, I think she wants beer. Uh, I think oh. she wants a big beer. <laughs> when she goes back to um our fella in the car, yeah, uh, his head falls off, as yes, one would, as one him. would. As uh, she's a very good kisser, it falls clean off of its head, and yeah. obviously that's not good. No, he's it's never good. It's when never that good happens. to lose your head. And uh, Russ just appears. I'm not going to call him the kid. I'm going to call him Russ. Russ appears. We know it's Russ. Yeah, we'll call him Russ. He he actually has a name. We'll call him Russ. And uh, I think they. I don't think they really go back and forth much, do they? She. It's in the garage. Uh, that garage that she dies. Yeah, so he oh, how does he do it? He breaks her window, and then she, I believe she yeah. crawls out from his side, which is when he, which is where he corners her. That's it. That's it. And but that's when we get that scene. When he corners her, oh yeah, he slumps to the floor, of her back against the wall. The camera yeah. is 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 positioned behind Russ's uh, legs and thighs. Russ's thighs and legs, with mm. her her with a leg split. You're looking at her through his legs, 
and then the drill comes down yeah, on such a good scene and it's, I mean, it's so you know it's referencing yeah yeah it's a very subtle referencing but it's it's such a well shot scene yeah. and you don't see her get killed no again, the implication the implication did, is there i did like the little we'll just jump back to the hot dog scene yeah because there's a really funny segue because again you know uh, jeff has got this black eye and Tris is asking him, you know, what should I put on it? And he says, well, if you've got any steak, I'll put that on. She goes, well, I don't. I've only got. Oh, no, that was it. She doesn't even put the hot dogs on. She goes, well, what else could we put on it that would work? And it cuts to the car scene where we get a shot of John getting a little bit of hands and feely with uh, yes. certain anatomy parts of Diane. Oh, and yes, they're shown. Go. Yep. Oh, yes, they are shown in glorious. Ten, eight, you know. 30, 20p. 144p. 144p that this was filmed in. Yep. It's, yeah, there's a whole thing throughout this this film of this dude is, you know, he treats his drill like his, you know, his knob. Yeah. Effectively, that's what it is. Not so much with, like, Leatherface in uh, TCM2, where he he uses it to sort of thrust as, like, his his, his dick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't i i'm glad actually our killer didn't really do that rust doesn't really do that no he doesn't i mean i like the subtleness yes. of it just just there yeah just, just they, there that's all it needs to be they subtly hint but not in a he doesn't do anything weird with his i mean watch the, the slumber party massacre 2 is when it really does get a bit weird oh that's when they i don't even don't even that's gonna I take know. hours and hours for us to even explain Dissect. what that film is there, even about i see, don't when we <laughs> when we said that we were gonna we were gonna do this film i looked up and there are so many massacre like type films yeah that it, you could fill podcast episodes galore with them yeah you've got the slumber party massacre ones you've got the cheerleader massacre ones there's tons of them they're everywhere I, oh yeah, Barbie dies, doesn't she? Yeah, I remember now. She's stuck Barbie, in the door lock, did you, isn't she? Did yeah. You, wait, who did you call Barbie? The Barbie doll. The Barbie doll dies. It gets crammed in the lock. Wait, what? What did, what did I miss so at, here? So at the, so what at the did start I miss? Film, yeah, he picks the up the film, doll from the trash. Trish is, Trish is looking to get rid of some of her, I guess, toys. Yes. And one of them is the Barbie girl. So she picks mm. up a Barbie girl. Mm. I would have got rid of the other doll because the other doll was far creepier than <laughs> yeah, the Barbie I thing. I do remember that, yeah. And she throws it away. And this is after they've discovered the two lads are there. Yeah. And Trish opens the window and she sees that the Barbie doll is it's like covered in, I don't know, trash or whatever. And it's been wedged into the lock. So she, mm. you know, she screams a lot because she thinks, oh, it, you know. It's, is it some reference that they're going to come kill us? And of course, mm. that's when they asked the two lads, oh, great Barbie doll prank. And they were like, what Barbie doll prank? Yeah. Okay, I remember Which now. is, again, yeah. another little warning symbol. They're like, oh, something funky is going down here. If it wasn't you, mm. and it wasn't you, and it wasn't us, who did it? And it, maybe wasn't, it was the, no. Maybe it was the pizza guy. Why? Yeah, maybe it was the pizza guy. Oh, there's that really odd scene. That's... It's with, like the pizza guy. It's clearly dead. Yeah, it's got two huge holes where his eyes yeah. should be, <laughs> and it's where I think it's Jackie. She's like, ah, oh, we should stay. It's like it's the three of them. It's Jackie. Oh, she gets hungry. 
yeah, Kim and Trish. And they're sitting there, goes, Oh, we shouldn't move. It's like, No, it's like, but I'm really hungry. It's like, yeah. Oh. And then she sees the pizza and she's like, Well, fuck it. They I'm not gonna let it go to waste. Dude. Yeah, they crawl towards him with their knives out, literally yeah. ready to stab him. Like, the man is dead. And it's this great line. I mean, to be fair, Jackie is a hell of a philosopher here. It's she looks at the guy and I think it's Kim and she's like, yeah, it's like, he's definitely dead. And they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> Jackie's like, well, fuck the pizza. All right. So she she rips the pizza out of this dead dude's hands, places it on his body and opens it. And she's like, well, you know, life goes on. I mean, I'm hungry. I must eat. I shall feel better after I've eaten. She just likes the pizza. And she's like, he I feel better. not give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm like, the pizza's going to get cold. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you think you're going to get, you know, if you think you're going to get killed, I mean, if there's a pizza in front of me, I'll probably eat it too, because, you know, at least I'll have a good last meal. But the, uh, the thing they... is, though, in our times, we would have paid for it by card already. They wouldn't have. They'd be paying by cash. So they got a yes, free pizza. Exactly. They did technically get a free pizza. You could also then say, well, you know, I'm going to take my money back. Yeah. You know. Technically, they There's stole well, that pizza. Yeah, they did, yes. They did, yeah. That well, poor, I mean, that's why I said that poor pizza guy, you know. They... <laughs> I think it's but, pretty much from this point onwards when they're being harassed now by Russ we get yeah. great scene after great scene like there there are some gr- great scenes onwards here uh, from, oh there are um, the one we just discussed with uh, Diane being killed in, mm. in with, with the great shot of the drill in the crutch yeah there's a, another great scene I've, I've listed so many like love this scene love this scene love this scene I my first note for this is when is that this is where they start getting a little bit they start falling into that cliche of stupid teenagers in the film because of a lot of the things they do in this but again I don't know if that's what they intended to do considering Mm. it was originally meant to be a parody they get picked off pretty quickly it feels like they had to rush through this film now I mean, they probably did because I think at this point in time, it's around about the 49 minute mark. And Mm. this film is only an hour and 13 minutes long. So at this point in time, they're like, oh my God, we have like five scenes left. We've got like no time to do this. And wrap it up. Rush it, wrap it up as quickly as we can. When when he has killed um, a certain amount of them, uh, I believe he's killed. No, in fact, I know how many he's killed because this scene. Is this the car trunk scene? Yes, it is yeah. the car trunk scene. I can't oh. remember who, which body he's he's dragging to the it's, car. He's it's dragging. Uh... Oh, it might be. No, wait, Diane. Wait, wait. How, how no, many people was he killed? Wait, he, it's he the killed... other lad. It's the other lad. It's uh, it's Neil. It is the fir- the first guy. that yeah. he kills. So. How many how many people has he killed in this film so far? He's killed the electric, killed, electrician woman. The electrician. Uh, yes, the repair phone woman. She's dead. The, the girl who went girl. back. Yeah. School girl's dead. Uh, uh, he has killed... Oh, Diane. Gosh. Diane's and her, dead. And uh, her fella. John Miner's dead. That, that makes sense. That's four. Yes, but at this point in time, he thinks he's killed five because he thinks he he yes. believes he's killed Jeff. That's exactly yeah. So he's in. He he opens this. I don't even think it's it's probably a car he's stolen because it's not probably the it's electrician's van. It's a car. He opens the mm. trunk and there's four bodies in there, and he he's one, 
Two, three, four. And he, he stopped and he's kind of confused as to, did he say where's five or there was five? I think he says, goes, he gets to four and he's like, oh, oh shit. Wait, yeah, shit. There's five. At, which then cuts to his fifth victim being the second guy out of the... I, again, I don't remember their names. The two dudes. crawling around the backyard trying to get back in the house. Yeah. I just love Not, that he's... He, that's a big trunk. Oh, it is. He fits four, 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 bodies. four grown bodies in there. Four bodies. It's, uh, it's, it's just such a nice humanizing touch that they do with him. Yeah. It's just when he's, like, he's just looking at it going, oh, oh shit. Where's the fifth one? Yeah, it's oh, like, where, oh, where oh, did I put him? Hmm. Where did my cat's like? It's not like where his keys are. Where did I? Where my key? Where's that bo- fifth body? I would love it if they had that. Oh, you like, shit. you wouldn't get that with Michael, or you might get it with no. Freddy. But can you imagine Michael just walking around like to his kills and going, "Ooh, oh shit, I've left. Where's the other one gone?" That would be like showing which our killer does do. Um, you know, when Michael in the first film, first Halloween film, he kind of kind of poses his bodies it's only a couple but like he'll hang one up he'll one will drop down wherever Laurie, like and this look, happens in this i think diane oh down yeah it's like a jump scare moment <clears throat> imagine michael uh, the camera pan into michael and us watching him pose his body's like i'm just trying to bring that yeah that'd be great that's one and then oh. Get get in there! Oh, in, I get out of the coat hanger. Oh, yeah, oh, shit, she's coming. Right, it, that you, you don't get that like you said humanizing of our serial killers that much. No, you, you don't. Oh, um, it is it is fantastic. Now I thought because when we when we're first on the radio, we're introduced to to Russ. Mm. Obviously, it mentions that he killed five people in mm. his last killing spree, and I believe that when he got to the trunk. And he was loading up uh, Neil's body. For me, I was like, oh, was that going to be his fifth victim? And then he was like, cool, I've killed the five. It's time to move on. Mm. And the only reason he went back is because he realized, oh, shit, where's my fifth victim? I have to go yeah. get him again. Which, who, by the way, if you're... Uh, it's, it's one of those, like, I know they did it for, for like, tension purposes. But it's when Jeff is lying, you know, he's, he's been attacked. He's lying outside the door and he's just sitting there like a cat, just like scratching the door, not saying anything. And you're kind of watching it going, just, just knock on the door and be like, oh, it's Jeff. Just, just, it's Jeff. Yeah. And at first you think, oh, maybe his vocal cords don't work. But then he gets killed a second later and he screams so loud. And the yeah. girl's like, oh shit, it was Jeff. Oh dear. And it's like, yeah. just. Even you know, say something, say something, man. It's me. Let me in. Just, just it's that. Me. Just oh that. God, he's coming with his drill. Oh. But I guess at the same time, they they were kind of being smart because they weren't sure. Yeah. They just that in is, that scenario, what would you do? Uh, it's a hard one. Well, that, and again, it shows that these these teens are not you know the thickest bricks teens that you usually find nowadays because after so jackie dies because she wants to let val in because she hears oh it's it's either yeah i think it's val and she runs downstairs she opens the door and the killer you know swipes her neck and she dies and it's only no someone rings the doorbell she goes downstairs to let someone in and it's oh yeah she does let val in or she thinks she's letting val in and it's only when they hear val later on uh, trish and kim mm. that trish says well hang on we answered them last time and jackie died so we're not yeah. doing that again we're gonna stay yeah. here 
Which goes to show that these teens are like, oh, hang on, we're safe in this room. The doors are barricaded. Don't go anywhere. They're thinking about we're, it. They're, they're, they're constantly yeah. thinking about what's going on. They really are. It's it's Obviously, as you know, slasher films went on, the level of teen IQ just went whoop and took a nosedive. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Right, we're at the. In my we're opinion, pinnacle. we're at the the pinnacle best scene of the whole film. Okay, and I, I hope, and I, I would like to think you feel the same for me. So most likely, we are down to Kim and Trish in their bedroom. They yep. barricade themselves in, and the shot is of them facing the camera on the floor. Behind them is their window. And it's open. Yep. And they're talking. They're, they're discussing what's next. What are we going to do? Mm. How are we going to solve what the fuck is going on? While they're talking, the tip of the drill comes through the window. Yes. Climbs through the window very slowly. He's very quietly. And he's, oh, in he the, is, yeah. he's in the room. They're still talking. The scene is, the camera has not moved. And he's just slowly approaching them mm. from behind. Yeah, yeah. And all I could think while watching this, especially when I was watching it for the first time, is can you imagine being in the cinema watching this for the first time with people oh, back in yes. the 80s? What everyone, you're, you're just, the, the, the theatre must have been uh, very much like, I don't know, very, very quiet listening to them talk. And then suddenly everyone in the theatre got gasping. <gasps> he's there, people, he's behind you. Is that? It's such a great shot. It's a very pantomime shot. It's like he's behind yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And he gets close. He gets oh, right he up until them, and they turn around and scream, and chaos ensues. It's, it's that. It's again. It's that really. Oh, what's the? How, I don't know how the best way to describe it. Because he steps on the, the weird floorboard and it creaks yeah. and he just freezes. And it's, these two just like slowly tilt their heads back up. They're looking up at him again. And it's like a second. It's like, oh, shit. And then it's like, oh, we got to go. Yeah. Yeah. We have to go. We have to. I don't know how they, they fend themselves. They, like, can you remember how they fend themselves off? Uh, Trish. It's weird. They have the knife between them, but they, they don't pick it up. But then Trish gets a baseball bat. And she, she whacks him around the back of the head with it and he knocks him on the floor. That's it. But one of them drops the knife, I believe, because while uh, they're trying to... Um... I think Kim drops the knife. Yeah. Because while they're trying to unbarricade Kim. themselves in, he gets back up and stabs Kim. Mm. He kills oh, Kim, yeah. stabs with... her. With the knife. Um, with the knife, yeah. And then, which leads to Trish escaping... I mean, they yeah. are. She does not Again, look back. She's like, oh. she doesn't look back. That's a that is a smart thing to do. Really, it is. Yeah. It is. It's go save yourself. You have to go. Um, oh, this leads does. me on to um, one of my favorite scenes actually in this film, and it's the fridge scene. It's just because of how daft it is. Also, oh, I love Courtney that fridge is, scene we're talking about. I Courtney, know exactly a little bit psychotic, as I I found out, as I noted. Yeah. When there's a there's an interaction between Valerie and Courtney, and I think Val's teasing her about boys. It's like, mm. oh, when you were in fifth grade, you were swatting off the boys, huh? And Courtney's like, oh, that's disgusting. How dare you? And it like it's clearly intended to be a bit of a you know a sisterly sister joke thing, 
And when Val's taking the bins off, she's cleaning up the bins. Courtney, like, pounces on her with a knife in her yeah. hand. Yeah. And she goes, oh, you deserve this because of that joke. She went, oh, it's not, it's not that sharp. And I was watching it going, that's a massive, like, overreaction there. That's a Michael Myers level of, like, psychoticness. Horrible actress, horrible of, character. Yeah. <laughs> but the fridge for me was one of the great, one I of the better the scenes in this thing. whole, the whole film. Because what happens find... happens twice. Because it's Kim again. I don't know how Kim gets in there. He no. puts her. He puts her in there. So after after Kim after he, he pounces put... on, after he pounces on Kim and Trish, um, Trish runs go? off and he tries to find her. He tries to find them. Now, I is this before the coach turns up? Yes, because Courtney hasn't hidden away yet. That's right. Yes, Courtney because... and Valerie haven't hidden. Has haven't hidden yes, away. Yes, they hide when he's moving the pizza boy. Yes. So yeah. hang on, yes. let's, let's get on track. Right. So where does Trish hide? So Trish runs out of the room. We don't know where Trish goes. That's it. That's it. And because I think she's he's not seen again till the swimming pool scene. That's it. And, and he's looking for her point... in the house. He goes to the bathroom, yes. looks for her, sees her panties, and he's looking for mm. her. That's it. That's yeah. It. So so at some point after killing Kim, he's mm. put her in the fridge yeah. somehow. And it's it's this great moment. He's got no where... room in the car. Yeah. The Courtney's Courtney and Val are still in the house now and they're like, Oh, let's just raid their fridge and stuff and it's like, just leave the house, you know, all right. But Courtney's sh- a bit of a weird bit of a weird kid. The shot is as you're looking at the as the camera is pointed at the fridge, it's at an angle, but the pathway in the kitchen goes off into the distance and mm. that is where Courtney yeah. comes from. As she opens the door with one of her arms, she's not looking as to what's in the fridge because she's still still no. talking to Valerie, who's in it's, front of her. It's but purely cam- for the audience. It's purely for the shot. And the camera sees what op- is, is inside the fridge, which is Kim, but Courtney doesn't see it. And this happens no. twice. <laughs> it's, it's great because when you're looking at it, Kim's got her hand somewhere off to the top. Yeah. And you know that she's holding on to something. So whenever the fridge closes, you can you know she's pulling herself up. Yeah. And she does it twice. She does it brilliantly. But this is where, and I'm proud that I I spotted this and IMDB okay. clearly did not. Because if you look at if you look at Kim when she's in the fridge, because obviously your focus is supposed to be on the conversation happening between the girls. It's kind of like that um that conversation we had a little while ago where them talking is not is distracting you from like the, the scene we did a minute ago it's yeah. the two girls talking in the bedroom which you're supposed to be focusing on but you're not it's no, just back on stuff. what's behind yeah and if you if you look at kim when she's in the fridge when she's like when the fridge is open she's lying there if you look down to where the knife is sticking out her eyes are wide open but she is breathing very hardly she's breathing very hard right I've got my tablet. Yep. I've got the film okay. up. I am live, having a little look here. Right there, we go. You can so, see. So you can see the shot. Yep. <laughs> so look at Kim when she opens the fridge and look at her. Look at her body where the knife sticks out. You can see her breathing. Can you see it? I think so. I'm going to wait for the second opening. Yeah. Wait for and the second opening. It's either the first or the second, but she is breathing because the knife is going up and down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does it yep. does move. It does move. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. And it's 
it's it's just one of those really funny slapstick moments where they do it twice and then after the second time they're like okay right let's leave it's like yeah yeah okay and Val's like yeah. Courtney no come on it's like no I'm gonna open the fridge one last time and on the, it's on the third more. time that she goes oh my god there's a dead person in the fridge and that's when they run and they Val Val does a really like timid warning to Courtney when she's hiding in the cellar it's like Courtney run yeah because Courtney goes off first after seeing Kim's body then Valerie yeah. goes to see what she's screamed at she sees Kim and then she runs but because she's yeah in theory behind Courtney she then spots Russ I mean yes. down the stairs his shadow so she divert divulges she divulges <laughs> I'm not letting you off on that one divulges oh. to the basement so she locks us yep. she kind of locks, shuts herself in the basement now this is great... when go, go on sorry go on I, I was there's a great cliche that's coming up with Val in a second when she's got the rack really? of tools in front of her oh that's and so it's, good it's the which weapon do I choose yeah. it's like oh I've got the drill nah uh the hammer nah uh, the, the she pulls off all of these she pulls off like a little drill head you're like nah yeah what I am just, I gonna do with this the, what am I gonna do and then she picks up the circular saw and it's like yes God. which of course is corded of course it is a, yeah <laughs> and of course she gets halfway up the steps and gets yanked back down I'm that was hilarious she didn't cut herself it was hilarious and then she finds Jason's machete and I was like the person who owns this house has such an, an impressive array of weaponry in their in their basement it's it's great and she yeah, chooses you know hell she of a chooses jason's machete because let's face it you know machete's the way to go why would you have a machete or, just up there I, why do you, what do you need that for the thing is machetes are only used if you're in the jungle you know and you're cutting yeah. down really thick the bush shall we say although to be fair you know let's be honest there's a scene that comes up where this machete clearly is you know mystical shit for what it does I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I took a note about this. Yep. We'll get to that. We'll get to that because that annoyed me. Cool. Because <laughs> the other thing I noticed throughout the whole film is this dude is using this power drill like on a regular basis. He's really running it ragged. And I sat there going, how much power does this thing have? It yes. must have a battery that lasts for days because there is no way it's still going. No, no. And the fact that, it, that means it must have been fully charged when he picked it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In In that van. Yeah. Now, oh. this this is actually the point where Coach turns up. She's wondering what's going on. Yes. Now, but when she turned, before she turns up, just before she turns up, um, Russ moves the pizza boy and decides to oh, have a nap yeah. on the floor. The living room. Oh, it's great. <laughs> he decides to have a, get the blanket, have a nap on the floor. And then the coach turns up and they have a little tussle. He looks so happy as well. He does. He's he like, looks oh. very happy. He's, he's, yeah. he's like, I'm going to have a nap with my power drill. <laughs> yeah, I've, had a, I've had a hard day, okay? It's I've hard killing hard people. These damn oh, kids, God. I've had a hard day. I'm going to need a nap in this nice living room. Um, and when the coach turns up, um, she tries to fight back. She tries to fight back. This this bit annoyed me a bit, though, because when she is fighting back, she's using, um, I think it's like a fire, a fire poker. Oh, fire poker, yeah. Yeah. She, she gets him down. And then Trish appears with a knife and stabs mm. Russ. But she instantly pulls Trish away in a in a sort of, no, Trish, don't yeah. do that. But she pays the price by getting gutted uh, by Russ and his drill. I mean, why, why are you pulling him her away? I'm fairly certain the, the angle that Trish stabs him in, fairly certain she probably severed his spinal cord. 
because that yeah, thing goes in the back. Like, it goes perpendicular to his spine, and I'm like, mm. that man should not be able to walk. But there you go. Yeah, I to yeah. be doing that scene. I did think that when the coach was getting near to Russ under the the carpet, mm. she was going to reach out from under the like the um the sofa where she's hiding to mm. try and stop her, but obviously not. And I was yeah, like, she just that's let her go really... along with it. Oh yeah, she just lets her go along with it. I mean, for all of her, you know, oh, let's go raid the house. She's a bit more like, oh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay under the couch. I'm, I'm gonna want to die. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah the coach doesn't really last too long, to be fair. And mm. this is where yeah. this is where we're kind of down to the last, the last three girls. Three. Um, yeah. Trish, Courtney, Trish, and Val, and Courtney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is also where the 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 machete gets its magical powers because my my note for this was simply nope that would not happen in the slightest. Yeah. There's a they they like there's two. Oh. Oh, oh, dueling. Oh, yep. Just remember so what you mentioned uh, when we were talking about Russ uh, at the beginning of the podcast. He does. This is where he speaks. This is where he's got like a little monologue. Oh, yes, he does. He, yeah. He's, you, I think he says, you're very, you're so pretty. You're, yeah. Oh, I love, he says, creepy. I love you. And his, his <laughs> eyes are bugging out. He's like, he's, oh, like yeah. he's not blinking. He's just staring. His big creepy smile. Do you know how smile. much it takes for someone to do this? Would you yeah. love them? It's like, Trish is just sitting there going, what? Leave me alone. It's it's really good facial expressions from him. He, he, oh, yeah. He, that's what I love about this film. He is just a pure psycho who has escaped from prison. That's it. Yes. That is oh, it. it. There's, there's no agenda. He's just nuts. He's just nuts, yeah. It's, it's He's... simple. And it works. The, yeah. the, whole, the whole of this film, it's... It, it doesn't try to be anything it's not. It knows what it. It knows it's not going to compete with the big boys of the slashes. Yeah. But it, they set up like let's make a simple slasher film, give it a simple killer, simple nice, you know, cannon fodder we'll call them, and then we'll yeah. get the good final final girls in, done, and it works. I mean, it's not you know, it's not the greatest slasher film ever. It's not the worst. No, it's, just, it's highly it's underrated. Something you can opinion. enjoy. Yeah. If you're looking yeah. for a, just something casual to watch. Now here oh, we go. We've got another here cap- we go. The 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 mist- is this the nope the, scene? Yeah. This is the, the mystical- magical machete we are referring to. Oh, oh god. Here we go. Here we go. He holds up his his holds up his drill, and she drops right through it. Now. No, it just wouldn't happen. That drill bit. Is we're talking is probably about seventy centimeters long, probably about just under a meter, maybe long, yeah, less probably the length of your your arm, I would say your for your forearm, your forearm, yeah, yeah, and it's probably about twenty mil thick. Yes, well, it's, it goes through concrete. Yeah, twenty to thirty mil. It's a yeah, it's a big drill. This, as as Bricktop would say, it goes through bone like butter. Yes, it goes. She just slices this drill she bit in half. Tings it off again. You know, it's it's an out. It's not an algorithm. It's a. It's an allusion to, the dude. You know, using his power drill as his knob. Yeah. And this is this is the final girl's way of, chopping it down to size, shall we say? Chop it. Although she goes, she goes ham on Russ. I mean, she oh destroys God, yeah. his hand. She yeah. lops it to pieces. 
as he's just standing there screaming his head off as he's having his hand lopped off. This is outside in the back garden uh, by the pool. By this is pool. also where there's that funny thunder the thunderstorm clap that ah, I mentioned. The, 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 wrong, the wrong audio. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. It's such a. The ending scene is is a weird one because Tresh again does her slow mo running. Yeah. To, to yeah. power home this this knife. Actually, that before no, that's no. Sorry, the Val chops so Russ's hands off. She, she chops the drill. I think she slices she, she, him in the stomach. She then she then chops his hand off. She yeah. she she slices his gut, which makes him fall into the pool. That was it. Then I believe Courtney comes out, like oh Valerie, Valerie, yeah. Valerie. And we then we see Russ climb out of the pool and go on the attack again. That is that's when it, Trish yes. comes out, I believe. That and stabs was it, him. yes. Slow-mo stab. That still doesn't finish him off. No, well, wouldn't do, would it? No. You've still got a... I can't remember how Val gets the, the machete. I think she's got it nearby. It's on the ground. Trish, yeah, Trish stabs him. He gets up. And then there's, I think there's a bit of a kerfuffle. Yeah. And then he runs towards Val. And yeah. she just launches this machete up right into his gut. And impels him right through his stomach. It lands yeah. she he lands right on her and you know that's it he's he's out for the count he's dead this is the weird bit that i mentioned earlier you have courtney that does a weird scream then val does then it goes to trish who does which then goes to val crying back to trish crying back to courtney doing this weird sort of stony eye stare it's like oh we killed a dude mm. yeah this was weird guys Whoa. this is weird guys oh i want to know who called the police because you can hear them in the background yeah there it is again again you're like no one films. called the police here so this, okay we, we friday the 13th part one i brought this up right at the end yes we were saying who how the did police? the police just turn up they're in the middle of yeah. nowhere no one would know this well, no, we no, we did figure that out. Did we? Because the one of the camp counselors met the the sheriff officer and in, in the storm, and he said, oh, "If I yes. don't hear from you, I'll come yes. back to find you." Yes, so okay, that's how that's that explained. one happened. That's explained. But this, this one, one is not explained. No, no, it's quite. I mean, it's a definitive ending. It is because that's that's where the film ends. It's as soon as you see Chris, uh, Trish crying. The credits roll, and that's it. There's no, there's. It's definitive I mean, and the bleak. film is concluded, but there's no sort of. Well, what happened? What What do the survivors do after this? No, there's nothing. No, it's just. Well, it's kind of mentioned in the second film, oh, very don't, briefly. Don't, don't, don't yeah. even. Don't even. You got to admit though, the posters for the Summer Party Massacre are just on fire. Oh, they're and, fantastic. I mean, they they 80s hammed it up to. Yeah. I don't know what levels, but it was high levels. But I see. I when I was mentioning the daft team mentality, mm. the biggest, the biggest moment for me that happened is after the pizza guy is, is after they discovered the pizza guy is dead and he falls in the house, and they bring him in and they close the door, mm. and then they're all discussing like, well, what should we do? And I was sitting there watching this film going, you are literally in a house in a suburb surrounded by houses. Yeah. Yeah. Just go into the street and scream someone has been murdered. There's a dead guy in your house. Guaranteed 
your neighbors are going to come out the houses going what on earth is happening i think the only mentality you'd have with that is you know these these sort of suburban houses in america are not like you know i know our terrace house where you open the door and you're on the pathway you're you're on the street yeah something like Hmm. that these houses you've got a good 30 foot of a pathway leading maybe through some bushes you they could uh, be maybe. thinking, oh, is he hiding in the bush? We can't go. So he could jump on us. It's dark. We can't see. That's like hiding in that bush, actually, doesn't he? If you think he about does. it. He does hide in the bush. Mm. That, I mean, we, we know really that. Weird... They don't. No, it's true. You get some really great shots of him. It's just his head sort of yeah. watching them pass backwards. <laughs> it's it's really good. I, I like the mo- I like the, the little line, though, from, I believe it's Jeff. It's when, <laughs> it's when he gets given the knife before mm. he goes out. And Trish is like, oh, you got a knife to protect yourself. And he goes, oh, I wish I'd stay in the Cub Scouts so I can learn how to use this. And it's like, it's a knife, man. It's like, it's sharp. That's all you need to do. That's all you have to do is just stick in them. Oh. I love this film. It it is. It's a great. I was so glad you. Because I. We we wanted to we we're gonna do our review uh half year in review we're gonna do that next episode yeah, and only because we haven't done our homework and I messaged you going yeah. let's just do something to fill this episode and I was so happy when you mentioned this because it was not what I expected you to say I don't know what I expected mm. you to say but it wasn't this I was like yes yes we'll do that that's brilliant I can't wait to do discuss it because oh, yeah. I knew this discussion would be great it's it's a great film I, I mean I want to do the second oh, one i think we i have don't to. know how i can even it doesn't make Maybe... sense the film doesn't make sense well exactly it, i i i don't really want to say what i think because it might okay it, okay it's, I, it's i'll be for, down for, for doing it i'll be down oh. for doing it but we we have to we have to spread our good and bad films out <laughs> we've just had two good yeah. films we did Freddy vs. Jason, and then next week we're going to do. Sorry, our... Did you just say that? Did you just call that a good film? No, no, no. We have sorry. We had Freddy vs. Jason. Then we've had yeah. two good films. We had Nightmare on Elm Street, and now we've had Slumber Party Massacre. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I thought you were referring to the yeah. No, no, no they're silly. And then yeah. next week we're doing our, our like a half year in review. Oh, it's gonna be great that one. So we may need to take it down a notch. Okay, so we, we need to... Okay, <laughs> so what we need to do is we need to find a really bad film for after, ne- after next week. What, like Slumber Party Massacre 2? You know what? Let's, no, let's, let's, let's decide this now, shall we? Let me, yeah, let me, why not? Let's decide this now. horror film ever. Worst horror film ever made? Is it Troll 2? It probably is. Uh, so... Oh come on! It's the I mean, part. there's oh. plenty of DVDs that are in Poundland that are or like, or we could go straight... to CEX and find the worst horror film for a pound. Oh, that's a big pound shelf. Apparently, according to Tomato Meter, yeah, the worst horror of all time is One Missed Call. It has zero percent rating. One missed call. One missed. Uh, I've seen a. I'm seeing. Oh, it looks. It looks rubbish. <laughs> I mean, how the, hell, how the hell do we get traction on that on the internet, on, on hashtags and stuff? Troll 2, there you go. You got Troll 2. Yeah, that's appeared. Uh, oh, my God, that just looks horrible. Oh, Deathbed. Oh, my God, we have to, we have to review Deathbed. I know you love your shitty horror film. It's the giant spider invasion. Oh, The Happening. Yeah, okay. Crap. Let's, let's say then, after... So, next week, we'll be doing the half-year review. 
week after that, we are going to do one of the shittiest horror films around. We haven't yes. de- let's not let's decide on it soon, but we'll go bottom of the barrel. We'll decide on it worse out of episodes, than, so it can be a bit of a surprise. Yeah, worse than uh, worse than anything worse you can than imagine. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, we'll mm. we'll go right down to the bottom of the barrel, and then we'll bring it back oh, up yes. the week after to something a bit more better. Okay. Oh, yes. But all in all, Sounds this great. film this film's great. I think this is a great. I, I really enjoyed discussing this. This is brilliant. I love it's this quite film. a it's quite a nice introduction actually to slashes if you think about it. Yeah, I'd say so. Hmm. You can get yeah good copy of it. I think it's great, great little introduction. But if you've got Shudder, it's on Shudder. Yeah, do check it out. Or actually, you don't even need Shudder. It's on <laughs> YouTube. YouTube. There you go. If you, you know how to YouTube? use the internet and YouTube, mm, you can get uh, it. I think it may have been like the fifth result. Uh, and if you're looking for the right one, it's about, an, like you said, an hour and 13. So look at the timestamp yeah. and you'll see it's it. The, it's the slumber party. Or, or type in the slumber party massacre 1982 because you will find yeah, the right one then. The word the is very important at the it beginning. Is, yes. And the sequel. Maybe somewhere down the line we'll discuss it, but my god, it's batshit and crazy and doesn't we've make got, sense. We've got so many massacre films to do. We've got the Slumber Party Massacre, we've got the Cheerleader Massacre. I know. Think about all the sequels in all the franchises we're going to need to go through. Yeah. We, we're endless. It's infinity. Oh. Infinity. Oh, so this podcast is never going to go away then. Yes. <laughs> so, you're so looking like, oh god. Just endless, uh, endless... Uh, episodes on slumber party massacre sequels oh my god oh my god anyway next week half year review yeah. we need to go do our homework which we are going to do yeah. you're going to be watching gonna do X, some and i'm going to watch the sadness and we're both going to be watching yep. the black bone at some point and we oh, will discuss yes. all that and all the other good stuff from this year and probably the bad stuff uh next week yeah nice okay so you can find this podcast the dreadcast on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts Amazon slash Audible, Podbean, and YouTube. But the YouTube situation, just search the Dreadcast and you'll find it. It may not be up to date for a while, but we're sorting that out. It's in the process. That's in the process. And yourself, where can your social... We got socials. So, where can you find We do. Socials? We have socials. We have Twitter. You can find me at Tainted Souls on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the Dreadcast on TikTok if you just search for the underscore Dreadcast. I believe that's what it is. Look for the logo and you'll find us there. You can also find us <gasps> in the Gmail, the Dreadcast Podcast at gmail.com. Email us, write to us, say hi, tell us what you like, tell us what you think we Sign might Sign us up upon. to some spam websites because then we know at least people are doing something with yeah. it. Yeah. Find us a really <laughs> shit horror film so yes. we can watch it and review it. Yeah. yeah. And some great horror films as well. Mm. Yeah, they're pretty good. What about yourself? Uh, Tom Zilla on Twitch and mm. Twitter and that is T-O-M-Z-I-A-A wait no it's not Tom Zilla it's Tom Zilla versus Park I got Tom, it wrong Park I got Godzilla. it wrong Tom Zilla versus? Like Godzilla versus V-S at the end yes I'm rebranding oh, yes. Tom Zilla versus oh. and <clears throat> the Dreadcast on Instagram the mm. underscore Dreadcast on Instagram where you can find all the updates to the new episodes and what's happening yep. and all that jazz nice so, until next week. Stay spooky. You, you changed what? it. No, that's how it's always been. Stay spooky. Stay creepy. Oh, it's stay creepy. Oops. Stay creepy. <laughs> <laughs>